Hey everyone, it's Jake here. Thanks for joining in to the Wellspring Podcast. If you're ready to be encouraged, but also challenged to live a bold life for Jesus and get rid of the old useless traditions of man, well, you've come to the right place. So buckle up and let's dive into this week's message. I believe that God is wanting to build strength and resilience in us this year. Each and everything we do, um, I want to say this. Um, I want to repeat this because I really want us to get this. The end of 2024, if, if, God, if Jesus doesn't come back, okay, at the end of, or even if he does, we'll still be this way. At the end of 2024, Listen, 2024 may not be characterized by smooth sailing, no hardship, no trial, and no suffering. It may not be characterized by that. It may not be, it may not be marked by, oh, it was just the wonderful, easy, smooth, sunshiny all year. And I'm here to tell you today, as your pastor, that's okay, because it can be characterized by God's power working through you, his light shining through you, and I got knocked down, but you know what? I didn't stay down. I got up. I was able to get up again. Amen? Building strength and resilience. Joshua chapter 1, verse, let's Let's skip down. I want to. I want to read. There's a couple of times it says this. In verse six, it says, "You know, he talks about you, where you go." Well, let's just read verse, starting verse one. It says, "After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses, my servant is dead. Now you and all the people prepare to cross over the Jordan to the land I'm giving the Israelites. I have given you every place where the sole of your foot treads." Just as I promised Moses, your territory will be from the wilderness and Lebanon to the great river, the, the Euphrates River, all the land of the Hittites west of the Mediterranean Sea. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. I will be with you just as I was with Moses. I will not leave you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous for you will distribute the land I swore to their ancestors to give them as an inheritance. Above all, be strong and very courageous to observe carefully the whole instruction my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or the left so that you will have success wherever you go. This book of instruction must not depart from your mouth. You are to meditate on it day and night so that you may carefully observe everything written in it. For then you will prosper and succeed in whatever you do. Haven't I commanded you, be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go. Verse 7 is saying, be strong and very courageous. Not to fight against the big giants. Not to just fulfill your dreams and desires. Not to be all you can be. Not to have complex strategies and get that promotion, get, build this relevant church. It, it's just be strong and very courageous. 
to just obey the word of God. It's just be strong to obey. And the reason that's important is because what I've seen over the years is if like, if I get in the ring and you get in the ring with me, you know, it's like I get in fight mode, right? It's like I'm prepped. I'm ready to fight. I, I mean, I recognized it. Here we go. But sometimes it's like clean this toilet again. Clean the dishes again. Take care of so-and-so again. Be kind to this very unkind person again. Word of the Lord to obey is not always just encouragement whenever it's like the hopped up big moment. The giant is out there and he's cussing at the army of God and, and, and David sees that and it sparks him. He gets adrenaline and he's all like, he's coming down there. I'll beat the bear. I'll beat the lion, you know, and he's, he's ready to go, right? There's like, it's not always just those moments. Sometimes it's just like I'm on the back 40 watching the sheep. Day after day after day after day after day. David's back there faithful. Day after day after day. He's obeying day after day after day. And a bear shows up and tries tearing through the sheep. And what does he do? He never would have been in a place to fight the bear if he had forsaken taking, just being with the sheep. Come on now. It's what led him, his faithfulness just to do those monotonous things. Right? The faithfulness to just do what he said. In fact, wasn't it Moses? Wasn't he watching his father-in-law's sheep? They weren't even his sheep. And yet he was faithful, way on the backside, the back 40, all alone, taking care of those sheep day after day after day. And then what happened? <laughs> This bush lights up. God shone big. This miracle that this bush burns but is not consumed. Come on now. He, would he have ever seen the bush burn if he had not? Just day after day. Listen. Be strong and very courageous. Sometimes it takes courage that resilience to just stay and you get discouraged people say things you know i i know it's hard to believe this but in the church i've actually had people say things that offended me i don't know if you know this or not i've actually had people say ugly things to me you know what i'm saying man can you believe it but there were, I wasn't going to allow 
certain things to keep me because there's a truth here of staying resilient. It happens. It's upsetting. Bad things happen. We're not marked because of lack of tragedy. We're not marked by lack of difficulty, but we will be a people that is marked by victory. We will be a people that's marked by being overcoming. In fact, doesn't he make us more than conquerors, more than overcomers? Those that have been with me know that I say there's not even a word to describe you. There's not even a word that can describe who you are in Christ. He, he, you're more than. Well, why didn't he just use the word of what you are? But he had to use the closest word he could and say, you know that? You're even more than that. And we let the devil beat up on us. We let them tell us that you're just a bigot. You're just a hater. Well, the thing is, is, and Pastor Tim said this, he's like, well, I, I don't want to be a hater. I don't want to be a bigot because I have a heart for people. So the tendency for a lot of people is that, well, they're saying I'm being a hater for this, so I guess I better stop this. But see, that's a tactic of the enemy to label what you're doing as the very thing that you don't want to be. And I would say like this, they're wanting to label you with the thing that you're not. Come on now. I'm pumped. I am pumped up about what God is going to build in us and do through us this year. So we end up in places where we need to be strong and courageous. Difficulties come and we stay faithful, stay resilient to do what he says. It's not always exciting it's not always rewarding. I mean, is it rewarding doing menial task, changing that? Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's not rewarding in the moment because it's like there's no accolades, there's no recognition. But I'm here to tell you, if you do it wholeheartedly and as unto the Lord, God sees. And Psalms 23, 4 says that we walk through the dark valley. We walk in the evil, in the presence of evil, right? But what's the promise? You are with me. He's the reward. Jesus is the reward. Amen? It says, he didn't say, speak to the dark valley, it won't come. He didn't say there's not going to be evil around. He just said, I don't fear it. Why? Because, because you are with me. Loving Jesus, surrendering wholeheartedly to him, that is what builds core strength in our life. Amen? That is what he wants to do in us. Resilient. I want to talk about this for a minute. Resilient means able to withstand or recover quickly from difficult conditions. Resilient. Ability to recover, recover from or adjust easily to misfortune or change. I like how it said adjust easily. Like, so the more resilient we become, the more that we 
we have stress and we overcome it, we get a little more resilient. If it's submitted, I would add, if it's submitted to the Lord and it's really our desire, hardship comes, we overcome it. When it happens again, we'll be able to overcome it a little bit better. That's, I mean, isn't, that's, that's what's almost like training, isn't it? You know, you train and you, you, and so life, I think, is kind of a training ground. Satan didn't even know what he was doing. He was just throwing a little bit of training practice for us. It's like, I'm going to try to stop you in this, but really he just gave us an opportunity to see what he's, how he may try to do something. And we grow from it, learn from it, and have something put on the inside so that next time I recognize it. Amen? Did anybody have any hard situations last year? Amen? Was anybody tempted to quit? Anybody? Raise your hand with me. My hand's the first one up. I had lots of, lots of things happen, and the thought crossed my mind, I'm out of here. I'm quitting. Okay? A lot of hands. But you're here this morning, and it's like 18 degrees outside. That tells me that you're, you have built some resilience. It does. That means I overcame. The enemy tried to come. He tried to stop me. I'm overcoming that. I'm going to get up out of the bed when there's a big red labeled winter advisory. Everything, you open up the Weather Channel lamp and it's like, it basically, I don't know if yours had, but it opened up at top of the Weather Channel lamp. It was all red and it said, do not go to church. Now, I had to translate that because that's not what not everybody saw. That's just what a lot of people saw. They saw that. I understand. Okay? I'm just, just kidding. Okay? But, but there is something to that resolve in your heart, that purpose in your heart that the enemy's not going to stop me. He's not going to slow me down. These things happen I went through hard situations, and I thought about it. I may even have started walking towards it. But you're here, and you've done a good job, and I believe that God is building resilience. James chapter 1, verse 3, we're almost done here. It says, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance, perseverance has a chance to grow. You know, suffering can strengthen you or break you. It's true. We have to decide what kind of people we are. You know, training camp for football, they're not, they're not going to say, hey, we're going to go get ready and, and prepare ourselves, and we're going to take naps, and we're going to rest. Just need rest. No, they, they, they put themselves through suffering. And it builds strength. I was expecting no amens right there, so that's fine. I was, I was fully prepared for no amens at that. It's like, have anybody seen the ice bath thing going on? Has anybody done that? Like, it's kind of, it's kind of become viral. Have you done ice bath? It's supposedly like really good for you. You know, it, it, the studies have, 
You know, and I remember years ago, I, I was, when I was in Bible school, uh, we had to do a lot of book reports. And any book that had to do with anything like man, like manhood, character of a man, like, you know, I, I saw the, that was always the books that I really gravitated towards, you know. And I remember all the times, you know, I remember one time it, this guy was saying, you know, you need to do one thing every day that, you know, make yourself not feel like take a cold shower. If you get to the end of your day, you haven't done anything, then just get under freezing cold, you know, and it, it was just, it had a whole thing to it, you know, and, and I was like, I don't know about that. But it's amazing how things that are uncomfortable to our flesh may be the very thing we need to do to get it submitted, to get it healthy, and get it moving forward. Oh, wait, I remember now the word says those who walk by the spirit will not fulfill the desires of the flesh and so there's times and we, we we all the times want to make it in our certain lane but suffering for a person that's dedicated to the lord and that's sold out to him and say lord build strength in me i believe that suffering is only going to make them stronger because they're going to come through it Stronger, and you know what happens to a muscle when you put it through the test? It actually tears it down. It actually tears muscle fibers. <gasps> well, that, that doesn't sound very good. I don't want torn, to be torn down. I don't want, no. But it repairs and then says, hmm, this body may not have been fully equipped to do what it all it needs to do. So let's go ahead and be a little stronger while we're at it. A bone that breaks, you know, right where it breaks. I've heard this, doctor, I've asked, right there, hmm, it broke me right there before. The body goes, hmm, well, maybe we'll make that a little bit stronger this time. So that next time, and so I want to have our eyes on the Lord, have our attitude towards him so that whenever the hard times come, it'll just be a, a pulling, a stretching Maybe a little bit of tearing, maybe a little bit of uncomfort, but we come through the end of it a little more strong, a little more resilient. Amen? Amen. Back to David. Remember, he, he, we hear bear prepared for the lion, prepared for the giant, okay? But I, I really feel like that's just coming in halfway through the book. You have to start it like sheep. Bear, lion, giant. And then we guard ourselves that there's not a Bathsheba. That's what happened. He did the bear. He went and beat the lion. And he's like, yeah, but man, look at, look at all them sheep. Like, that was actually the toughest part. These, these things took, didn't take very long. I mean, I don't know how long it takes to... I mean... I don't know that that even took a lot of strength. Did it take a lot of strength to whirl around, you know, whirl around a, a slingshot? Right? He, he had probably a lot of practice trying to knock out rabbits. I don't know. No, that took courage. That took some courage right there. And then... Bear, lion, giant, courage. He's king. But see, when Bathsheba came, 
after he had a decision to make. I thoroughly screwed this up. I messed up. You don't think he knew? I mean, it's not like... But there had to be some resilience and some returning to the Lord to, to get past that. And so if the enemy can't stop you from taking care of the sheep, maybe he can get you scared of the bear. If he doesn't get you scared of the bear, then he'll send forth the lion. If somehow you make it through that, he's going to send a giant, and you're going to be all ready to go to take this giant out. But then, what he, get, then guess what he's going to send? Your family. And the family is going to say you're not good enough. The family is going to be the ones that say you're not good enough. You're the runt. You're the least expected to do this. Wasn't it? Was it Jesse? Oh, Jesse. He's the one. <laughs> David showed up with the courage to do what needed to be done. And then if they can't, if can't get the family to stop them, then let's throw some Bathsheba at them. And see, the enemy is going to try whatever he can to stop you. He'll try and try and try. But those that keep their eyes on the Lord, that keep their gaze set before him, I'm leaving Sodom and Gomorrah, and I'm not looking back. I'm not going to look back. I'm going to keep my eyes set towards the land that he has given us. Amen? Y'all make me feel a little better. I'm, I'm feeling like I don't know if you're hearing this or not. So give me a good amen. Okay. <laughs> amen. So praise the Lord. We need a couple of things, and I did share this last week. We're going to be talking about it some more, but I'm going to give it to you just, just as a reminder um, that there's two things we really need that God had given me to build resilience, to build the ability to get back up when it, something hard happens Number one is dependence on God. Trust in God. We cannot, there's no replacement for faith in him. There's no substitution for leaning on him, trusting him in dependence on him. Those scriptures um, talked about trusting the Lord with all your heart, Proverbs 3, 5. Jeremiah 17, 7, the one who is who trusts in the Lord, their confidence is in the Lord, they're blessed, they're like a tree planted by water, it sends its root out towards the stream, it doesn't fear when heat comes, its foliage remains green, it will not worry in a year of drought or cease producing fruit. That tree is going to be resilient, you know why? Because a drought was thrown at it and it was able to still produce fruit. It was able to come through that, bounce back and stay going. So we can be in drought and yet have fruit in our life. Amen? And that's good news. You can amen. That's not even a hard one to amen to. That's a great one. But I want to guard, and I, I mentioned this before, but I want to say it again, that there is a ditch of, you know, with any teaching there can be a ditch. There can be a ditch on depending and trusting God. And the ditch is this. I know I just got your attention, didn't I? The ditch is that, that oh, I'm just trusting God. Oh, I'm just dependent on him. And we're sitting on the roof in the flood. And remember, the helicopter came. No, no, we got this. Just me and God. 
You remember that old joke, you know? Who remembers that? He's sitting on the roof, Lord, help me. He sends a helicopter, sends a boat, sends this thing, and the person ends up dying, goes to heaven. He says, Lord, why didn't you deliver me? He said, man, I sent you a helicopter. I sent you a boat, all this. So sometimes, sometimes our total dependence on God can lean. The ditch is that we have pride. We can get very, uh, have limited vision on how God wants to help us because he may send on this other side. And the point, next point is that we have value in the multitude of counselors, right? That I get advice. We seek truth. We find people that know more than we do. And they can help, you know, get this advice, this counsel, and then, I, and then, we, then we get to work with our arm, our, our strong arm, right? And if we're not careful, there's a ditch here, too. There's a ditch over here that says, you know what? I, I Googled it. I YouTubed it. I know what I'm doing. I'm strong-arming this. I got this. I don't need, I don't need, I don't need God. What we do, and what I'm hoping we can do this year even more and more and more, and I pray this in my life, is that I take total dependence on God and listen to his voice, and I get multitude of counsel, the people that he leads me to get counsel from, and, I, and I'm not resistant to getting wisdom. I'm not resistant to work. I'm going to get my strong arm working, but at the end of the day, I'm going to say, God, I, I, I've done all I can do, but really I know and I realize that I cannot do it without you. I can't do any of this without you. Anybody been on a diet program before? It's great information. The truth is, is that most diets will work just fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, That's the truth. I mean, a lot of them will work just fine. But what we lack sometimes is that, that ability, that motivation, inspiration to do the things that are right and maybe even the things that are hard. But when we pull in trusting in God, we pull in trusting and relying on him. Come on, can I get a witness? We, we pull those together. And God, in prayer, many times I'm praying, I'm saying, Lord, what do you want me to do? I'm, I'm dependent on you. And he'll say, call so-and-so. You know? He'll lead me in those other ways. Amen. Proverbs 15.22 says, Plans fail when there is no counsel, but with many advisors they succeed. I have been the one to try it alone before. Amen. Many will throw up their hands and say, I'm confessing faith. I'm just going to speak it. I'm not going to do it. Anything, I'm just going to trust God. We need to take that heart, but... But make sure we're saying, Lord, I'm trusting you to lead me in every step of the way. I'm having total faith in you. But, Lord, let me know the work that you want me to do. Because faith without works is dead. We pull it together, and he leads us. He leads us to do um, the things in our life for success. Wherever you go, you will succeed. That's what he said in Joshua. But be strong and courageous to do the word that he was told to do. Amen. So the two ditches. One ditch would be trusting God while refusing to do what he says. The other ditch is 
the strong arm, trying, getting lots of advice, getting lots of counsel, but leaving God out of the equation. I believe that we can put those together and get the strengths of both so that our cord will not be easily broken. Amen. There is another cord to that, but I'm going to save that for next week. I think it is kind of, this is kind of a threefold cord, but I'm going to save that net for next week. Would you stand with me this morning? Amen. Praise the Lord. Our, uh, our vision this year is just to minister to the person that's in front of us. Amen. I do want to put this call out real quick. God is enlarging our vision even more, and we're praying. You remember the prayer of Jabez? Remember the enlarge my territory? Right? We don't want to get stagnant. We want to just be like, oh, you know, it's just fine. We're praying that the Lord would continue to enlarge our territory. But when you have more territory, you know what you need more of? Like you need more fence. You need more guard dogs. You need more help. You need more, you know what I mean, if we're going to occupy the land. Because it's not enough to, to, to own it, right? If you go back in the old days, you had to be able to occupy it. And so we're looking for those that could help in kids' ministry, youth ministry. Oh, my gosh. Dante, I want to brag on him just a little bit. He went, he's going and ministering at the middle school. He's now bringing kids to youth, going and picking them up, bringing them. And I'm here to tell you, they need Jesus, and they need, he needs help. Because we have the kids that are from church, like that they're ministered to. We have these other kids that need more of just the basic ABCs of the gospel, and he can't do it all by himself. And so we're praying that God will bring in leaders. Actually, I'm not sure what's going to happen this year. I know a lot of the L.A. interns up at the, at the Bible school are talking about wanting to come and help us. So I don't know what God has in store, but I do know it's going to be good. I do have hope. Uh, we're needing help with media stuff. We've actually been, I've been getting texts all the time about people that have been listening to our, my podcast. Some that were like in really dire straits and will end up calling me and saying, I've listened to the last three of your podcasts, and they're just, I'm so glad God led me there. They're helping me through it. And so we are reaching, we're using those as tools, social media, podcasts, and want to communicate the value of what God is doing here. We believe in it. But, you know, Chloe can't do it all, you know, and so we're believing God for more help. God enlarged that. And so if God is speaking to you to get a little bit more involved and you want to be a part you know, come talk to us. Say, I'd love to help. If you have something specific that you feel called to, come talk to us. If you just overall have a heart that says, I just want to help. You know, I remember that's the way I was for years. I just, man, just put me somewhere. I want to be involved. I want to help. And uh, because we do believe in what we're preaching here. We believe that, that people are lost, they're dying, and they're going to burn in hell. We do believe, we believe there's a heaven and a hell. And we believe that, that God is not willing that any perish, but that all would come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ, everlasting life. And we get to be the ones to preach. He said, how will they know without a preacher? And so sometimes we make preaching just about this pulpit. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to brag on Joshua just a little bit over here. You know what his pulpit has been in youth? No, not even piano. I mean, it, it's good what he does on the piano. It's a... Uh, I mean, it's a, and it's, it's a quite a piece of equipment here. It's called a foosball table. 
That's been his pulpit. Also, it's a, in King James, it's called a ping pong of the table. I know, it's bad, it's a dad, very bad dad joke. But he's been hanging out with these, these young teenagers that have been coming, and he's just been loving on them, playing foosball, playing that. And I'm here to tell you, testifying, that the people that just do those kind of things are the ones that kids will come to, teenagers will come to and say, would you pray for me? My parents are getting divorced. My, this is happening. Would you come pray for me? getting set up so we like to make it about the big sensational things but really it's just about time given and so we're praying that God is going to enlarge our team so that we can be more effective for the gospel this year amen so at the end of the year we can say you know what we really made a difference then when I came into heaven it's well done my good and faithful servant it's not just about clocking and clocking out getting a paycheck sitting on the thing watching a or 45th episode of this show and then going to sleep and just repeat there's there's more there's more amen let me pray for you god i just thank you for each and every person here lord that they have a heart and a desire to to please you to live for you lord in the middle of struggle and trial i thank you that you are there you are with us you are the reward you are the promise we lean on you. We trust in you with every part of our being. So, Lord, help us. We ask you, help us to be men of God. Help us to be women of God, Lord. Everyone in the room, that you, you have that place. You have your role. Let us be strong and courageous. And when things happen, we're resilient to follow you. Get back up and move forward. We love you. I thank you for a special blessing on each and every person here today. Thank you, Lord, for your voice to be alive and speaking to them, that we'd have open ears to hear what you're saying. And, Lord, help us to be safe as we travel home today. Lord, we love you and we honor you. In Jesus' name, everyone says amen. amen. Give somebody a